Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Rapscallion Agency. The Leviathan Chronicles story. Chapter 6, Les Lames et les Bluffs. Blades and Bluffs. Hold on! Dragon! Would you stop yelling at me? Then stop driving like a drunken monkey and get us out of here! Oh, sorry, my Chinese grandma never gave me lessons on how to lose cops while driving a bakery truck! Then what? she teach you how to choose friends that don't burn us when we're breaking into international biotech companies. Oh yeah? Look at all the shady people you hang out with. How do you know it was one of my friends? Because they're the ones who gave us this stupid job. And they and your little white rat are going to go free while we get sent to La Santa prison. And why aren't you wearing a seatbelt? Don't tell me what to do. And why aren't you wearing a seatbelt? Police. I'm gonna try to lose them on the road again. But that goes the wrong way. Then only a crazy person would follow us. Look out for the garbage can! No! Sorry! I was too busy trying to look out for the people! The few pedestrians strolling at this late hour leapt into nearby doorways for safety as the van barreled down the sidewalk to avoid oncoming traffic. Did we lose the cops? Can you see them? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I think we lost them. It doesn't sound like we lost them. Since when do French cops shoot first and ask questions later? Dragon, I don't think that was the police. No kidding. Well, we just lost our rearview mirror. What visual can you give me? Uh, silver Mercedes sedan. No plate. Looks armor plated. Definitely not the police. Hold tight! Hurricane pulled the wheel hard to the right, throwing the van off the sidewalk back onto the boulevard. Shoot! They nailed our back tire. Did they hit another one? We're dead. We gotta find a way to shake them. I've got it! Over there! Where's there? Into the park! A park? That park? There's not even any road there! Jesus, then take the damn bridal path! Right here! Hold tight! The eclair sprang up violently as the van smashed over the curb and slid sideways on the white gravel road that cut through the riverside park. I'm glad I upgraded the shocks. Not so mad I spent your college fund now, are you? Oh, I hope that rat poops all over you. The Mercedes remained in pursuit following the eclair into the park. Vance is still following us. Looks like our friends like parks too. Terrific. This path ought to take us north. We should be able to hit Avenue Nobel and lose them in the 16th. Oh, great. Now both side mirrors are gone. Lizette, do you have eyes on the Mercedes? I can't see it. Someone has very good aim. You didn't also build a smoke screen in the Eclair, did you? I'm still working on the oil slick. Where are they? I can't see them. Uh, they're still behind us. Uh, Saint-Omet. 
truck keeps slipping. I can't keep it steady. Regaining a last car again. I can't lose them on three tires. Lisette threw her head out of the passenger window of the Eclair and squinted as her hair whipped into her eyes. You've got to cut left. Lisette, there's a lake on the left. Well, do something. They're gaining on us. A figure extended a wide-sleeved arm from the driver's side window. What a crap. They have an assault rifle, Clarkan. Okay, okay, okay. Whenever in danger, seek out water. Move to water. Water is safety. Evade to safety. Clarkan, if you don't turn this stupid bakery truck left, I'm going to kill you. Just trust me. I installed a grappling hook. I didn't make the truck aquatic. You know that, right? It can't talk to fish or anything. Clarkan! They're reloading! Clarkan! It looks like they're aiming for the tires. Hurry! The white-sleeved hand extended from the Mercedes again and pointed the rifle at the left rear tire. Are you sure about this? I'm sure we're dead anyway. Just do it! Clarican spun the wheel left, leaving bullets to fly past into the cloud of dust. The van violently veered off the bridle trail toward a wide field leading to the central lake of the park. Still following us. I don't know what your plan is, Lisette, but I'd really like to know. The Mercedes followed closely, leaving deep grooves in the grass behind. I hope that rats can swim. Ah, the lake has not moved! Got any thoughts on turning? What the hell was that? But it looked like someone took out the Mercedes for us. Another car just T-boned the bends and spun it out. That's good news. Does that mean I don't have to drive into a lake? I see that. Uh, <laughs> looks like we've got new friends. Ah, that's bad news. God, I hate making new friends. Want to tell me about them? Uh, motorcycle. Black Moto Guzzi. Two men gaining on us and, uh... And what? Turn right, Clarica, now! The Eclair careened away from the wreckage of the Mercedes, 200 yards from the water's edge. This had thrown back into her seat, just as she noticed the most curious thing about the two men on the motorcycle. One of them is wearing a three-piece suit. We seem to have a well-dressed assassin on our tail. Of course we do. Only in France. We need to get out of the park. The Eclair pulled parallel to the lake's edge, swaying from side to side. Damn it! Our tires are almost toast! The van sped north towards an opening on the park wall as the black motorcycle screamed forward, pulling close to the left side of the Eclair. Get me closer! I think I see the exit to the park. That's the Rue Cuvier head! Any sign of the police? The police have a list of our concerns. I think there's someone on the roof. How did we get a roof person? I'll take care of it. Here, hold my rat. Whoa, 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 now it's your rat? And where are you going? I'm going up there. Up? Are you crazy? Whoa, 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 whoa. Crazy? Did you see that salt cut through the roof and almost slice your ear off? Yes, I did happen to see that, Lisette. I I'm going up there. We need to take care of this. Now, just keep the van straight. I'm trying. And Clarican, when I stamp my leg three times, I want you to brake hard. Do you understand? Nail the brakes hard, got it. And keep the rat safe. Someone must really want whatever the hell we stole. Lisette slid out of the passenger side window of the Eclair and pulled herself onto its roof. You're not the little rat that I'm looking for. Lisette fell backwards and gripped the exposed grappling hook on the roof to avoid being thrown from the Eclair. The boot of the well-tailored man left a deep mark on her face, but her gaze was drawn down to his oversized metallic left hand. A 12-inch titanium blade shot out from the top of the man's wrist. Who the hell are you? Kid Wu! Give us back the damn rat, you little bitch! I don't know what the hell you are, but don't ever try to hurt my boyfriend again! Lizette swung the grappling hook and fired. The man read her shoulders and leapt to the rear of the roof, allowing the hook to fly past his right cheek. Is that your best trick? Because it seems like it might be your last trick! Lizette, are 
are you okay? Are we still getting swords to the roof? That last one almost nailed our rat! I'm working on it! Hold tight! We're almost out of the park! The Eclair burst back onto Rukami Claudel alongside the sand. Murdoch sprang at Lizette, braced herself, and launched a crescent kick to the solar plexus, knocking the large man back for a moment, teetering the edge. Get the hell off our van, you freak! Little tarts like you are better au flambe! A small ceramic nozzle extended from the bottom of Murdoch's metal hand, unleashing a fountain spray of liquid fire at Lizette, singeing the tips of her hair and melting the plastic chocolate eclair on the roof. You're just a pawn. You're being used. No one is using us. So pathetic. You don't even know what side you're stealing for. A pilot flame flickered under Murdoch's hand as he raised his arm again at Lizette. You'll be well done when I'm through with you. Now, Clurican! Clurican slammed his foot on the brake, locking up the wheel, and sending the eclair skidding uncontrollably towards the same. Stop! Lizette and Meridoc's body slammed down on the hood before rolling onto the ground as the badly damaged Eclair screeched to a halt. Hurricane ripped his door open and ran to Lizette, laying on the ground five yards from Meridoc. No, no, no. Lizette! Are you okay? Lizette, talk uh, to me. Clurican? Are you alright? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I, are you crazy? He just fell off of a roof. You're the one who- Both of you, step away from their van. What the hell is that, Lisette? Why does Suit Guy have a kill arm pointed at us? Don't worry about it. Just give me the rat. Well, what do you mean, don't worry? This psycho is going to turn us into shish kebabs. I don't know who or what you are, but you'd better point that blade somewhere else if you want this little rat to live. Zed held the small white rodent in her hand. Hmm. You overestimate the value of life. We don't need the rat alive, and we certainly don't need you. What are you doing? Just give him the rat? Put the rat on the ground and go back into your van. The two of you can drive away alive, or die like lovers on the banks of the Seine. Lisette, the job is done. We can get out of here alive and still get paid. Just give him the rat. Oh, mon petit poussin, there is no payment. This was all a setup. Listen to your boyfriend. This blade has cut through skin much thicker than yours. It could certainly slice through the two of you. Drop the rat. Step away, and you both can live. Uh, I'd prefer to be unsliced. Actually, I don't think so. I don't think you're going to let us go. I heard what you said back on the roof. You need this rat. And if you don't step back in two seconds, I'm going to throw this little mouse in the river. Monsieur Murdoch paused and then felt his face contort in a grimace. Hard to find such a tiny rat in such a large river, especially at night. Give it to me now. Do you hear that? That's the law. And if the police gets here first, then we're all going into custody. All of us, including your furry little friend. I haven't named him yet. Maybe I'll just call him... Evidence? What do you think? The nozzle re-emerged from his palm as a tight blade of flame ignited from Murdoch's hand. Liar, liar! Pants on fire! A blowtorch? What else does this guy's hand do? Your little toy hand doesn't scare me! What it can do to you, will. Hey, it scares me! I don't want to be an overcooked souffle. The rat is worth too much to you. You're bluffing. I can feel it. You know it, and I know Murdoch it. Murdoch paused before reluctantly raising his arm over his own head. <laughs> and allowing a spray of fire to erupt from his cybernetic hand and completely engulf a nearby chestnut tree that hung low over the river. Whoa, holy crap! I'd run while you can, Paul. My name? 
How do you know my... Morgan, there's no time. Quickly, get in the eclair. Come on, take my hand. The police are almost here. I'd move fast if I were you. Time is no longer your friend. Wait, he knows my name. Set. what if... Wait, who are you? It doesn't matter, Clorican. Let's get out of here. Now! Lizette clutched Clorican's hand and pulled him towards the eclair while carefully maintaining eye contact with Murdoch. She quickly leapt into the driver's seat and pulled the damaged van away into the late hours of the Parisian night. lost the asset. They knew exactly where to find it. They're using two young thieves as surrogates. Damn it. That was the only working prototype. How did they know which one? Our unseen enemy is getting closer. They almost terminated the targets before I arrived. We're lucky the asset wasn't destroyed. You shouldn't have let them go so easily. I had no choice. The police were approaching and I had to create a diversion. This theft means we'll have to accelerate development, no matter what the cost. They're getting too close. We need more test subjects. At least 25 before next week. Understood. I'll visit the old refugee camp in Calais. We need all ages. Do it quietly. I'm seeing a lot of police attention and we can't have any leads traced back to Vitek. I should have killed the two of them by the river and taken the rat back when I had the chance. No, Monsieur Merodac. You were correct to let them go. We can't risk any police involvement. We still have an unseen enemy that seems to know too many of our secrets. We won't be safe to move forward until we can find out exactly whoever this person is and where they are hiding. These two young pounds may be our only chance to discover who our real adversary is. Are you sure? Of course I am. Besides, now that they have the asset, they'll be very easy to track. They're not going anywhere. In the climate-ravaged world of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. Pura is a geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. In a time when the world outside is unsafe, it's vital for Pura's existence that people rally behind the purpose of the city, and Demetria Lopez, head of the city's public relations, tirelessly promotes its idyllic image. But when she stumbles on a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing 
to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Two hours later, in Grigny, outside of Paris. Uh, well, I've just put the spare on, but our suspension is pretty shot, and I think I snapped a few sway bars during our rally race in the park. Can the Eclair drive? Not well, but yeah, she'll move. We've got to get some new plates. Maybe Raptor can help us with some of that. We should get out of the country. How? Not by air. Interpol uses facial recognition in De Gaulle and Orly. We'd never get far. And we don't have the funds to charter a boat to get to any place. Didn't you fix the tire? We could drive to Spain or Italy or... That's fine until we get to the border. That gets us back to needing new plates again. So we're back where we started. <sighs> Shoot. Do you really think we're safe here, Clerken? Lizette looked around the dingy garage. <sighs> Three out of the five fluorescent lights were out and dark pools of oil littered the ground. Well, it's before 5 a.m., so I didn't see anyone on the streets when we pulled in. The lease on the garage is in the name of Madame Dubois' son, so there's nothing tying us directly here. Plus, I paid Madame in cash, so I don't think anyone can find us. Man, who do you think was chasing us? You mean the metal hand on the motorcycle, or the person wearing the white coat in the Mercedes? They seem to be working against each other. I don't know. I think we should just stay here and keep a low profile for a while. Question is, how long can we stay here? Well, as long as we can go without food and water. God, I'm hungry. I know. But it's too late to grab anything on foot. And we can't risk going anywhere in the Eclair until we get new plates and maybe get it repainted. How the hell could we be in a bakery truck and not have any food? Is there anything in the back? Actually, Madame Dubois gave us some treats from her shop to have on the mission. Ooh, I'd love some bread if we have any. Coming right up. And... Let me offer you a little surprise. Plurican reached into a drawer at the back of the van and pulled out a slender wooden box with a red bow on it. It's not a turkey sandwich, but I got you this. Hmm. What is it? Well, I was going to give it to you after the break-in. So, I know your favorite flavor of Macron is raspberry, but Madame Dubois only puts them in the mixed bags, so I asked her to make a box of just raspberry. Just your favorite. <gasps> Chloricum. Whoa, 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 what's wrong? Chloricum. I really hate raspberry. I only said I liked them because I didn't want to hurt your feelings. So, you lied to me. I didn't lie. I thought everything was supposed to be about trust with you. It is! Then why would you do that? Because you seemed so happy to be in Paris and shopping at the boulangerie that I didn't want to be negative. You always tell me I'm too negative. Well, sometimes you can be very negative. Well, sometimes you can be very difficult to talk oh, to. Oh, let me guess. Is it because I don't speak French? Maybe. Or maybe it would be nice to ask me what I would actually like instead of bringing me things that you think I like. Oh, okay. But instead, why don't I ask you why your supposed best friend burned us and almost got us arrested and killed? We don't know that it was Adele. She wouldn't do that to me. Of course it was Adele. She's probably running one of those orphanage scams on you. That's not fair. You don't know what we went through when we were just girls. We were forced to commit crimes even when we didn't want to. And you have no clue what I went through with Sandsword before White Egg hired me. I know the pressure you can get put under. People flip on each other all the time, Lisette. All the time. Adele didn't flip on us. Oh yeah? Then what exactly happened at VTech? I... I must have tripped on an alarm or the hacking code you used was faulty. Knowing you and me, that seems rather unlikely. You think it wasn't a security exercise. You think no one at Vatek knew we were breaking in. I think we didn't ask any questions when we saw the money. And now, we're screwed. Wait, Clarican, 
Do you know what's weird? The fact that the guy in the suit called me by my first name, Paul, not Clerican. Only my grandmother and mother call me Paul. How the hell did he know that? I... I don't know. But you know something else? That goon with the metal hand. He didn't ask for the chip back when he jumped onto the van. What are you talking about? I heard him ask... No, he asked for the rat back, not the chip. He wanted the rat. Vatek is one of the biggest pharmaceutical conglomerates in the world. Maybe this little guy was being used in an experiment. What could be so special about one stupid rat? Uh, actually, he seems like he might be pretty smart. What do you mean? Look. <gasps> A faint emerald hue filled the back of the eclair. Both Clerican and Lizette turned in amazement to see that the small white rat had managed to open the clasp on the wooden box of macaron and was now happily eating a raspberry cookie, while the very tip of its tail glowed bright green. been listening to The Rapscallion Agency, a Leviathan audio production written and created by Christophe Lepotka. Go to rapscallionagency.com or to dive deeper into the story, listen to The Leviathan Chronicles on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Rapscallion Agency was executive produced by Amish Chani, produced and mixed by Robin Shore, produced by Claire Dodin and Kim Donovan, casting by Claire Dodin and Kim Donovan, original music by Luke Allen, editing and sound design by Luke Allen and Robin Shore, directed by Christophe Lepotka. Starring Claire Dodin as Lisette Manzabil, Todd Habercorn as Chlorocan, Caroline Givarche as Dr. Terran Venissois, Gary Armagnac as Monsieur Meridak, Christian Roman as Victor, William T.N. Hall as Harlequin, narrated by Benoit Monin. Additional voices by Terence Smith and David Duclos. For a full cast list, go to rapscallionagency.com. To learn more about our other audio drama podcasts, go to leviathanaudioproductions.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to get the latest news and behind-the-scenes footage. Thank you for supporting Leviathan Audio Productions. And thank you for listening to The Rapscallion Agency. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.